0: Thank you for tuning in to Ghetto and Godly, the podcast. I'm Auntie Mimi. I'm Sola T. And let's get into this episode. Hey. Ooh. Okay, Aww. okay, Mimi. What? Hey, hey, how you
1: doing? I'm good. Happy Sunday.
0: Is today Saturday or Sunday? I'm confused. Oh, Girl, you're right.
1: You're right. <laughs> we release on Sundays. We here on Saturday. I was
0: like, oh wait, hold on. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay either way. Yes, it's either Saturday.
1: way. Well, we are here today to talk about you. You heard that? There's a song them 20 something. Yes. That's that's the song that really I think just stood out to me for the year. The whole damn album really. But uh we have some queens here joining us hey, today. Queens. queens here joining us today. So, uh let's start, you know, our little round table, tell us who you are, where you from and you know how godly go- godly ghetto and godly it's connects okay. to you. It's still new y'all. It's still new. <laughs> Thank you for your patience.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Yvonne, uh, originally born in London, grew up in Maryland, Mm -hmm. uh, moved to Texas, and now I'm in Vegas. We
0: We need to hear that story (laughs) on how you were born in London and... uh, I'm nosy, so I need to know. She Nigerian. (laughs) Yes. That's how it happened. That's really how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's the story.
2: (laughs) So, um, no, my parents put in, like, for, like, a visa lottery when I was, like, one. So it wasn't very long. I was in London. And then um, we moved to Maryland. I was there for, like, 10 years. And then my mom was always reaching for different goals in her career. So she would follow them, and we would go with her. Mm -hmm. So basically her career took us to all these different places. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. We're going to have to bring mom in. She's going to have to bring some jollof, though. But we're going <laughs> to
1: set it up right. We're going to get it worked out. Mm-hmm. All right, who else we got over there? I think that's my BFF. Hey,
3: hey Zakia, girl. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah. Um, I am Zakia. I am from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 612? Right. Okay. Now sorry. In it. <laughs> 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 um Now living in Las Vegas for like the last four years with my best friend since high school, y'all.
0: Aww. Like ninth grade. Ninth yeah. grade. Before school started so right. we get yeah, extra we points.
3: Volleyball, yeah. Volleyball. A little pre-work.
1: Y'all was still summer vacationing. We was in the gym. Right. Okay. Shooting in the gym. Shooting. <laughs> More like spiking but it was okay. Right, right. <laughs> Well, thank you both for for having for for coming. But I want to know what connects you to the podcast. Like I know this is something new that we wrote, like we've launched, and you guys have both been very extremely supportive of this. So what what does Ghetto and Godly mean to you, and how does that kind of like why what made you want to come today? Well, besides me telling you got to. <laughs>
2: Just as far as just what ghetto and godly means to me like just separately like godly just having that relationship with God or whatever that is for everyone but for me personally like that's like someone I just talk to like it's a casual relationship like like we're homies like we sit down we have a conversation like this and that's what God is for me and then just the ghetto side of me, which <laughs> I, like, discovered when I was, like, 18, which is, so it's, like, a recent ghetto side of Ooh. me. Oh, so she got that, that <laughs> off-the-top ghetto. Right? Right? That so, delay ghetto. Delay ghetto. <laughs> it is, and just both of them combined in understanding that they both can coexist, that they're not separate things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Lugia?
3: Uh For me, uh, I would say ghetto and godly um, is definitely living unapologetically. Like, Mm -hmm. just really living to your fullest, being yourself, and kind of, um, you know, kind of all going through this together. I've seen Mm -hmm. y'all since Three Queens, so this is amazing just to be here with y'all. And so, like, just to see y'all just transform, Yeah. yeah, like... Do this. It's just it's an honor to be here. So um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we're glad Thank to you, have you. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. This Especially this conversation. Like I could just hear it. I ain't gonna sing. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna spare you. But this song, like, it's just one of those songs that just makes you feel better about not feeling better. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. yeah. feeling better about like not feeling like you well, know. You we all had that be. in common in that 20s. I feel like everybody tells me like the 20s are the years of like your transitional period. Like that's where you learn stuff. You go through a lot of stuff. And and honestly. Looking around, like, ain't nobody I know shining to the point where they ain't went through shit in their 20s. And so I think you, even just us all here today, like, Yvonne, how old are you?
2: 22. I'll be 23 on the 3rd. Babies.
1: Don't start that age of shit.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. Zakiya, how old are you?
1: Uh, 27. Okay, I'm 26. Mimi?
0: I'm 29.
1: Okay, so we are all in... At- <laughs>
0: That's us you auntie. That's you, auntie. <laughs> y'all should have seen her in this auntie-ass coat she came in here with today. My trench coat is cold outside, okay? okay? How got... to get away with murder coats.
3: It's cute. <laughs> and her J's, y'all. And her J's. Ghetto, Ghetto and Godly. Ghetto and Godly. To
1: the T.
0: <tea>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. But no, even just thinking about that, of like where we're all in this common space of sisterhood, but maybe you're closer to transitioning to those 30s. you just at the beginning of your 20s, Yvonne, oh, yeah. well, Z and I are kind of in the middle of them. So it's just kind of like, it, I think this is going to be a very interesting and healthy conversation to mm-hmm. kind of not say like, oh, well, you going to figure this out. Because all of our journeys are still very different, but still having those different perspectives, I think is hella dope. Yes. So question of the week. Y'all know I always got some goddamn
0: questions. Some hard questions.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna give you more time next time. We ain't gonna get into that. (laughs) Um, But so we're gonna talk a lot in this episode about your 20s. But what I want to know right now is where do you actually see yourself in your 30s? So I hear that, you know, again, 20s is your transition. 30s is your implementation. And there's less static. It's a little bit more smooth. So, what do you, what do, you, where would you like to be? Where would you like to be living? What would you like to be doing? Uh, who would you like to bring along with you? How will you feel? You know what you got on? You got a, you got a certain Auntie Mimi coat on? What you got on? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So just, it doesn't have to be all of those things. But I just, what's a snapshot of your thirties? What are you, what are you trying to manifest for your thirties? I want to own a few homes. Who is you?
0: Who is you? I said, who oh, this is, is, is Mimi, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Auntie Mimi. I want to own a few homes. want to have my child in my 30s. Um, continue to have a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship. Um, I want this to grow. This is going to grow. I'm going to speak it into existence. Manifest Exist it. it. Um, Get on Godly is going places. So I'll be 30 this year in October. And, um, yeah, definitely seeing going, taking it to the next level, using this as a vehicle to take us to the next level. The Sola, the Sola T Sola has expressed she wants to model, not to get into her, oh, her, already. her manifestation, but her modeling. I definitely want to do some. I see myself just recently. I wanted to get into television and some um, commentating. I see myself doing that. Yeah. Um, I never oh, I thought about that, that before. You. So, um, yeah, just living life and being happy. Okay.
2: Okay, all right. Hey, uh, yeah, so in my 30s, so I'm 22, about to be 23. So this is like seven years down the road. So, <laughs> yeah. like, maybe yeah. did that hit a straight? <laughs> damn. Oh, yeah. damn, damn,
0: damn.
2: damn. Seven years yeah. down the
0: road. I got time, okay? <laughs>
1: and and ne- this year I will be 30. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but just in general, like, one of my big goals this year for me is just like financial stability and kind of like working on getting myself out of student debt yeah, and just um, like getting my finances in order so that by the time I'm in my 30s, it's stable. Like it's not this up and down, like worrying about my financial life, but more so maintaining it and helping it grow. And then just, I mean, I I want to awesome. move probably to like a bigger city, Seattle, maybe somewhere in Europe, mm. just somewhere where oh, I want to go back. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know, (laughs) going back, (laughs) hop on the boat. Going back to her (laughs)
1: roots. Don't mind, Mimi. She's just trying to get a ticket with She's just trying to sneak in the carry-on. That's all. She a little jealous of your European roots right now. Drink
0: crumpets and
1: drink tea and stuff. Oh, oh Lord. We're going to have to get Mimi out of the United (laughs) (laughs) States.
3: (laughs) Or throw her a tea party. Right? (laughs) Either or. Either or. or.
2: But just being somewhere where I have the opportunity to continue to grow with people. Like, that's something I want to continue to do into my 30s. And as far as, like, who I want to take with me, my, like people who are willing to come with me mm. and contribute. We talked yes. about that, mm-hmm.
0: and, ooh, yeah.
1: two episodes ago. Okay, Everybody can't
0: take can come everybody, everybody with you. Everybody, exactly. can't, everybody don't want to
2: come. Some people to stay in their nest. Exactly. Stay your ass in the nest. <laughs> and I hope that with my 30s, I'm able to really – be able to discern like who's supposed to come with me and who is meant to stay where they were and were there for that moment. Mm-hmm.
3: All Oops, right. Zuke? So, um I still wanna be in Vegas. Um yeah, I feel like there's something here, especially with, like, the black community that's really untapped, and I really want to get into that, you know, like, really build a, a strong network, even for, like, people that come here to really exper- um, experience, like, a black experience when you come to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, not just, like, that party gambling, you know, like, that mm-hmm. idea, because there's so much more here. So, like, I really want to get into that, so I definitely want to stay here, and, like, Vegas is always kind of changing, and it's really going up, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely... Can see something there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to feel balanced and definitely uncomfortable because um, my boss always tells me if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely want to, you know, just put myself in like things that I feel uncomfortable. This would be one of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's acting all shy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just to definitely. Um, kind of see where, what I can do, what I really like to do, you know, not holding back, so yeah.
0: that's
1: definitely kind of where I see myself. Solar tea? <laughs> Solar tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I think with my 30s, I'm, I'm just hella excited for the rest of my 20s, and I'm excited for my 30s, so I have a goal that by 30 I will have traveled to all the states in the United States, so that is one thing that I want to make sure that I have resolved um, by then. I think also I want to be like truly honestly deeply in love by my 30s like I think that there's not a rush to have that happen but like I would really enjoy that to manifest Um, I also want to be an entrepreneur uh, full-time by then there's a lot of things I think like Zakiya was saying in relation to the black community in Las Vegas um, I I know that's why I'm here I think I fight it more often than not because there's parts of Vegas that I because it's not there, like, I feel like something is missing that I need, um, and I'm realizing that that's God telling me that I need to create it. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't know for sure if that I will be in Vegas in my 30s, but I do um, I do want to be living out whatever that will is that God has for me to, to use my gifts and my talents to share with people. Um, also, just to be growing and learning, I want to be... I want to feel happy inside and out, even, like, on my worst days. Like, I want to know, like, mm-hmm. genuinely, today that, that is a situation that you're upset mm-hmm. with. But when I sit with myself, be happy. Mm-hmm. In terms of the people, I think just kind of being fluid with that and continuing to be fluid with that, um, but also continuing to cherish those relationships that I do have, whether that person is coming with me in the physical space or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yes. um, and I think there's also ghetto and godly. Like, that's, that. I think I don't say that because it's already just kind of, it's become a lifestyle for yeah. me. So it's just kind of like one of those things that this is going to grow into something that's amazing and, um, and it's going to allow me to do those things that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and that's something that I felt from day one with this. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I'm excited for all of us. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to get there a little bit sooner than y'all, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. We need a preview. Right. Send clips.
1: Somebody right. always got to go first.
0: Send clips. Well, again, so we're going
1: back to that idea of 20 something. And I think, like, when I hear that this is a song, all I think so much about is just like self love and like how you really have to appreciate yourself and love yourself because that's just gonna happen. Like, You might not have any bills in your name. You might have some bills. And like, it's just like, there's so many things that you could be stressed out about. There may be this love relationship that went awry. There may be these family relationships that are just strained. There may be, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, like what you wanna do. There may be just some stuff from everywhere. So, um, you know, really when we're talking about this episode, at the core is self love. And so, um, I wanna know what's every, I think it's always good for me to establish a mutual or Either a mutual or a a universal understanding of what we're talking about. So I think we should, if we could all share what we think, our what 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 would be our definition of self
0: love. My definition of self love would be to always think of myself in that high regard, regardless of what's moving around me, what my finances look like, what I may look like that day, wig on, wig off, lashes on, lashes off, hey, face beat, not beat. Like you just always want to look at yourself and think of yourself on in that high regard like I'm still I'm still the shit like I'm still me yeah. regardless of what clothes I have on or yeah. who may like me or dislike me I'm still I still think of myself in that yeah. in that good light so to me that's what that looks like
2: for me I would say self love it's exactly what Mimi said just like keeping yourself as a priority and understanding mm-hmm. that if you don't do that, that you can't help the other people around Priorities. you. That's real. I think that priority <laughs> yeah. is something. I wonder, like, how
1: how many of us, especially as black women, like, I feel like as as black women, globally, I think we are asked in a lot of ways to put other people at a, as, at a priority. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to go through the unlearning process and relearning. Like, I just feel like there's always this idea that, We got to take care of everybody else so urgently. Like, oh, we got to hurry up and do it. Mm. So I think to be a black woman and, you know, thinking about self-love, like, that's an interesting aspect because of how we usually operate and execute. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's important that no matter if we're able to get it done, you have to point to yourself as a priority.
0: And when you're executing, like, that self-love that you feel for yourself is not going to sit well. Maybe with the next person. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, for example, like me, like, I'm always somebody that I want to be there for somebody else. Like, I want to, I want you to know, like, I'm here for you, girl. Right, like, right. I got it. Mm-hmm. But I just came to a point that, you know what, I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to jump for you when you want me to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's me loving on myself, right. you know. Mm. And you're not going to like that. But I'm choosing me like I'm not going to yeah.
2: do whatever you want me to do when you want me to do it because it doesn't feel right to me yeah. at this moment. So, yeah, I think part of that is also just setting boundaries. I feel like boundaries mm-hmm. are really That's important is. Yeah. part of self-love because it's just letting someone know I want to be able to help you, but it can't just be you first mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or
1: it can't look like how, what you're asking for. Because I think sometimes I can give this. This is what I, I think that offering idea of, like, I don't think we're taught to, um, like, come back from a question with, this is what I can offer.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: We're also told that, like, it's a yes or no. Like, it's yeah. a black or a white. But it's like, sometimes I can't give you $50. Mm-hmm. But I can give you a ride to your job interview. Right. So you don't have to worry about your best right. money. Right. And I think figuring out, like, because I have time, I'm going to have had the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm able to give from that. But, I'm you know, just, yeah. you know.
0: And take it or leave it.
1: All right. Zakia, what would you say is your definition?
0: Oh, um, I
3: would definitely say considering and, like, making decisions based on your own happiness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, always kind of what's best for you. You know, like, always kind of putting that first. Because if you don't do that, you really can't help anybody else or do anything for anybody else. It's not going to work in the same way.
2: Like you gotta remember to check in with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, That's are we okay? With this? Yeah. Like, we right. as me, are we yeah. okay? Yeah. With we that? as me, yeah. okay. Yeah. We <laughs> as me.
1: Mm-hmm. We good, girl. We we good. We good. <laughs> no, bitch. We ain't good. Okay. <laughs> we ain't good today. Um. <laughs> so, well, I think my d- definition of self love would be completeness. Mm. So I think the idea, I think of like what you guys all have said is like hella valuable in terms of like setting those boundaries making sure you're filling your cup first making sure you are happy Um, but I think for me like it's that but it's also just the idea that knowing you are complete Mm -hmm. I think as simple and as complicated as that is like you are unveiling you're not like discovering like you're discovering or unveiling but you're not these pieces are already here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like they're just being molded like you're already I thought the idea that you're already complete and I think I never started, I didn't until recently start thinking of my self love that way. Like, I'm complete, and that self love process is me unveiling and unwrapping mm. and, and moving stuff to the side. I'd be like, oh, I didn't even know that I was back there. Mm. You know, like, and so the idea of completeness and wholeness is what self love is to me.
3: Yeah.
1: So I know that with self love, that reveals some of the good, the bad, and the ugly, probably. <laughs> so, like, how, you know, accepting and flowing with your path in the past year, would you say that you've been, what What have you been challenged with in terms of your journey of self-love? Like we can say this is what it is, but what part has been hard or difficult
0: for you? Hmm. Sometimes the more you love yourself, the more people will
2: like want to take that away from you. Want to take
0: that away from you. You want to knock you down a notch, you know, just because mm-hmm. I love me, I fuck with me. Mm-hmm. You should fuck with you a little bit more. <laughs> I love all of me. Then so you wouldn't be looking like, over here looking at my yeah, shit if you was over in your shit. Mistake that as arrogance or mm-hmm. cockiness or mm-hmm. she thinks she's all that. Like no, I just love me, every part of me, regardless. Yeah. You should try it. <laughs> you should try.
1: Like, Do we need to box it up? <laughs> <laughs> Send it, Amazon prime yeah. it to you. What's going Seriously, on?
0: Seriously, yes. So it may not, it's uncomfortable to some other people that don't have that oh. for you to so just even dealing with that, that self love. And
1: people you might have identified as somebody that you, that fuck with you, and mm-hmm. you like, whoa, when I started moving and shifting yeah. this way,
0: you yeah. seemed a little tight. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
2: You ain't say congratulations there. for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's real. And then I think another part of it for me would be like letting people know, like, in order for me to self love, you can't be involved, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and or you can't be as involved as you've been in the past because mm-hmm. that's been hindering mm-hmm. my love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough conversation to have mm-hmm. because people don't want to be told no, mm-hmm. yeah. and especially when it's like family. They really don't want to be told mm-hmm. no. Cause, and you've always been taught this idea that, oh, they're family. So they you have to. to. Mm-hmm. They belong there. And it's like, mm-hmm. do you really belong there in order for me to get where I belong? Or was I placed here with you? We were placed here together. Exactly. But I don't have to deal with what you want to see. Yeah, because what was I that? Didn't uh, well, yeah. we
1: post uh, that Oprah video a few days ago? It was a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. that was saying like you have, sometimes you have to divorce your family. Yes, mm-hmm. you oh
2: Yeah. That's what I had. Mm-hmm. I divorced my family this last year. Yeah. <laughs> that was the difficult yeah. part. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, they're people, too. So yes. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they can do
3: right and, and they wrong take you for and granted. interact They're the, with us. They're the yeah, first people to The
1: way, especially here in the United States, I, you know, that's what we can speak from. Like, you're taught to take advantage of your family.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: That's what we're taught to do in mm-hmm. most high. So, like, okay, you can prioritize them in certain ways, but... You're taught that this person has to be loyal to you with regardless because we blood, so in that you're telling me no matter how you treat me I'm still still supposed to be right here mm-hmm.
2: and that's not healthy no mm-hmm. and like for me coming from like a like a, like a traditionally Nigerian family it's like a whole other level of that, where it's like Mm -hmm. your parents are the end-all, be-all. Anyone older than you is the Mm end-all, be-all. And you're supposed to follow along and follow in their footsteps. And it doesn't give you the space to love yourself Mm because you're supposed to be loving this other person. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that. Despite their actions. Because you don't want to dishonor them or be dishonored. Mm -hmm. That's tough. It's a tough... It's tough. That's really tough.
0: Well... I recently, as of this past week, went through a situation where I had to, in a sense, divorce a family member because I love myself more. Mm. I chose myself. Like, I can't do this with you. I refuse to. Mm. Maybe a year or so ago, we can, we can go tit for tat, but not, not now. Not in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, mm. sorry, Nara. See you, see you later. When you get your stuff together, like Oprah said, when you get it together... Let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know when
1: you get it together. Cause yeah. You know damn well you ain't got it together. Right. You yep. keep popping up. Right.
2: And it's, <laughs> I, it's an important conversation to have with that person to let them know, I'm not cutting you off because I don't love you. I'm doing it because I love myself Myself more, more. You know. yes. That's, that's a good right. message because, like, a lot of people
1: don't probably have never even heard thought about that, mm-hmm. you know. So for you to say that to them to exp- to create that boundary for yourself, but also say it in a way that's also an example for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to say that you can too love yourself more, mm-hmm. so that other shit you probably dealing with that now you, in this area of life you depending on me on, that's the same thing you can do mm-hmm. with over there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: go back to the nest.
3: Right. I think another um, kind of challenge it brings, but it, it's kind of a, a better outcome is that. Um, with your family, um, my relationship with my dad hasn't been the greatest, but like in order for me to love myself, that's not a relationship that I'm willing to let go of. Mm -hmm. So like, I have to meet him where he's at and Mm -hmm. I got to make that work. Mm -hmm. So he's in my life. Mm -hmm. So what's hard about it is just like, just kind of battling those things that I may Mm -hmm. not necessarily like Mm -hmm. about him. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. like he doesn't talk very much. He's not Mm -hmm. like a communicator. Mm -hmm. So it's like. It's hard to kind of gauge sometimes where he's at, and that's just really hard to interact with. But it's just, like, just keep on trying, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and commit to that. And so, because Mm -hmm. I've already decided, like, that's not something I'm willing to let go, you know, because, like, he's not a bad guy. He's not bad to me. Mm -hmm. It's just he's a man, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's just he's stubborn. Mm -hmm. He's just, you know, he's dealing with how he grew up and making his way through. So, Uh um yeah, definitely. I think that's, going
1: that way. Yeah. that's real. I think uh, a part of that completeness and wholeness. So, when we go mm-hmm. back to that idea of uh, sometimes your self love is attached, your completeness and wholeness, I do believe, is attached to other people. Mm-hmm. So, just like my relationship that I have with my father, and the relationship that I have with my mother, and the relationship I have with my grandma, like all these different pieces interact with myself, mm-hmm. they're not dependent on self, but they interact with. So a lot of times, with me going through the process of loving myself and digging deeper, that means I have to heal the the yes. possible wounds from these other mm-hmm. other connections. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sometimes you have to really say, I don't like the way you do. I hate the way my dad talks to me. <laughs> right. Like, he talked to me like, you would have thought he was there with the the pom-poms and the, 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 <laughs> the megaphone just cheering me on my whole life. And mm-hmm. I didn't even meet him until my first day of college. Mm-hmm. And even before that, like, I... I found him on Google when I was in eighth grade. Wow. Like I never had that. So it was it was it's always so crazy to me that I would always still feel like but I don't know who I am. So I have a whole last name. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of my family. Like I don't I've never I don't I couldn't tell you what my grandma's name is. I couldn't tell you a couple years ago. I, I couldn't even tell you if she was alive. So I had to realize that I cannot fight this connection with him like he's saying like mm-hmm. I need to know who I am in that way. Mhm. I was raised by an African-American mother. I have a very Nigerian name, look very Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And so when people see me, they automatically connect to that. And because I don't connect to it in the way that I would like to, that that's healing that I need to do. And mm-hmm. I have to go, I have to I have, to have that connection mm-hmm. with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I have to, and I have to also, like Z was saying, I have to understand that sometimes when he he says things, I have to understand who the hell I am Mm -hmm. and not let that in fact and and Mm -hmm. so the moment when I Mm -hmm. talked to him one of those times and I was flared up I realized like I haven't forgiven you one and two there's something that I need to figure out what's going on here Mm -hmm. and I can't do that whether you want to participate or not I still need to know things about you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I need to con- be in contact with you, I still need to know what type of man you are, mm-hmm. as to why I move the way I do mm-hmm. in life, why I'm attracted to the men that I'm attracted mm-hmm. to, all of these things. Like I can't figure that out without knowing you. Just like I can't, I don't know my name without my mother knowing. Without knowing my mother's name, mm-hmm. like I think those things are very valid. Mm-hmm. And once we start to see the people, the woman and your mother, and the 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 man and your father, that really allows you to be complete. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately some of us don't have access to that information. But I still feel like there's other ways that you can you can connect with it and you can you know feel complete but we're not in this world alone, disassociated and disattached right. from everybody. Right. So we can't but say that all of self-love is only about self.
0: And no matter how, you, how hard you try, you can't detach yourself from it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can, can try to suppress it.
1: Yeah, I can create a boundary with what yeah. it looks like in my life. Yeah. Like, you're you probably still not going to talk to me type of crazy. Yeah. But I still have to understand that you do have information that's important to me. Because right. I, whether I like it or not, I come from a part of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. yeah. yeah. So what have you got, like, in terms of practicing self-love, like, what are the things, like, do you do things? Is it just kind of like a lifestyle? Is it just, like, internal work that you do mentally? Like, in terms, what is self-love, what are some self-love practices that maybe you've tried, that worked, that didn't work, that you currently practice, that you've done before, that maybe you need to reconnect with?
0: Hmm.
2: I would say... I think this started for me a little younger because my parents had gotten divorced when I was 16, so I kind of like had to, like, I was a little rattled, so I kind of had to figure out how I was going to handle that, and that involved me figuring out how to love myself because my parents were overdoing their own thing. Mm. And I think something that I learned very early was to be vocal about how things make me feel mm. and sharing that because not everyone can see oh, this person's upset because of this. Exactly. Sometimes it's your job and as you loving yourself is to let people know what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. work for you. Yeah. And whether that's with friends or family or even at work, like, just letting people know, like, these, this is what works for me and I can meet you halfway. If I need to step outside my comfort zone, that's fine, but I need to communicate with you what works for me and I need you to have that conversation with me.
1: Exactly. I think that's the part is, like, a lot of people feel like, okay, that's self-love, you go deal with that yourself. mm mm-hmm. So you could share a feeling. It was like, well, what am I supposed to do with that feeling you just shared with me? You're, supposed to, you're responsible. We are responsible mm-hmm. for each other's feelings to a certain extent. Like, if you have upset somebody, I do feel like you have a responsibility to talk to that person about that. If you care about them. If you care about the situation, like, it is your responsibility for you to understand what is going on with that person. Hmm. Doesn't mean that everybody does you feel Like, that doesn't apply in across the board, but if it's, if it's something that you both need to ha- come to an understanding on or something that you're both participating in and some person feels a certain way, like I do feel like a conversation is the healthiest option to be there. And I think a lo- like you said, to ex- state how you feel, but also have that other person absorb that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's something we're taught
2: Mm-mm.
1: at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think most of us have the skills to, to talk about feelings, period. Yeah. Yeah. I'm upset, I'm mad, so I'll go do this. I'm upset, mm-hmm. I'm mad, so I'm not going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'm sad, so I'm crying. Like, it doesn't get deeper than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's crazy to me because there's so many, like, I'm on this journey of, like, I, like, each day I try to look up a different emotion because I feel like I'm so limited in how I express my emotions that I only had, like, ten that I could be like, oh, this is how I feel. It's like you circle one. Yeah. yeah. So I'm interested with this idea of, like, what are more emotions, like, than what happy, mad, sad? Hmm. And it's a very like it's such an eye-opening journey for me of like I could really express myself so much better if I felt connected, if I understood how if I understood how to describe what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. if I felt like I had more options than three it. options yeah. mm-hmm. because I, I sometimes i'm I'm like not mad, but I'm mad. You know what I mean, like, yeah, if, right. and what the fuck does that sound like? We're talking just, to somebody like I'm, disappointed like I'm disappointed, or, but they, like, but sometimes I'm disappointed. Like, and there may yeah. be something extra in there, yeah. but it's like it's the idea of like we have to do the work to be able to figure out what these different feelings are, mm-hmm. other than just those simple ones that were handed to us, and being able to to have those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. They're not easy. It's, it's so much easier just to be oh yeah, just shut down, to be and tight just and mad. just yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. But to actually say like this is what upset me, and then to also know like you ne- you don't have the unknown at that point of like how is this person He's gonna receive it? Because mm-hmm. we're not taught to do it, so the person's mm-hmm. not gonna receive it. They're mm-hmm. usually gonna get defensive mm-hmm. because they don't think that you're talking about your emotions. They think you're talking about actions or like mm-hmm. how they felt. Like mm-hmm. because sometimes we don't know how to speak, so it does sound like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you how you feel, and I'm not saying how I feel and mm-hmm. how that made me feel mm-hmm. when you when this action happened and understanding it for just that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I know that uh, when me and Jalen first started dating, we had that we had that problem where like I would feel some type of way about something, and I didn't know how to communicate that because I didn't know how to communicate. Like feelings were not my thing, and I was proud of that too. Right. I was so proud to be like, like, I don't feel, are, I, don't I don't feel, don't feel. Yeah. I'm fine. Got a heart of gold, a stone, a gold. i was gonna say cold. But I was I was so proud of that and. What What we did was we created this thing we call it Safe Space. So basically, we taught ourselves to, Give us the opportunity to say what we felt without feeling scared that something bad was going to happen because that's right. what it is a lot of the times because you're taught as a kid if you do something this person doesn't like you're going to get punished.
1: Oh my word! I just read an article about this this morning. I swear, sorry y'all, gotta I gotta post it on our Facebook page. But it's talking about the idea of comfort right for children. So the whole idea behind this is that when we when kids do when, when kids do bad stuff or when your kid is bad as hell, what you're telling them is like you're not comforting them. Mm-hmm. What you do is you, obedient. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. disciplining them. So you're telling them, I don't like that. Don't do that. But you're not like comforting them. And it's this idea that I think in a lot of black and brown households, comforting means you're weakening and you're you're yeah. you're not mm-hmm. being as strong in the point that you were trying to make. And you're not um, providing discipline to your children. But it doesn't mean that there's a way that so they were saying, like, you should always comfort your child. Hmm. rather than be like oh no you can't nope go i'm going to whoop your ass or whatever it is to actually comfort and say you know i realized well, you know that you wanted to really jump on the bed this is really you know jumping on the bed and can redirect. be very fun mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. redirect the mm-hmm. idea but comfort them mm-hmm. and i realized i watched my growing up i seen all of all of the all of especially with our young black men we ain't comforted them in that way. Mm-hmm. We've, I think, in some other ways, we've comforted them in ways that's not healthy. But we haven't said, "When you're doing something, come here. What you Let doing? me give you a hug. Let's why sit down and talk about this. Say, yeah. Let's Let talk about why you even did you. what you yeah. was yeah. doing. Were you just trying to get some yeah. attention? Were, were you, you trying, trying to, to get accomplish? something you needed? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. explain
0: <Right>. to me. <laughs>
1: but in By a... jumping
0: off the table.
1: <laughs> 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 but you know, what I mean? like imagine that idea, like yeah. what you're saying of comforting to mm-hmm. say like i don't have to worry about something bad happening and we may can get to the consequences but it's it's more important for us to understand mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. is more that's more important and we don't
0: realize that we're creating that anxiety yeah. that, right you know yeah. that everyone yeah. i but believe in relationships like i'm scared mm-hmm. to right. even yeah. tell like, them i don't really like yeah. that right because I, I don't want them to break yeah. like because yeah. again
1: the limit of emotions that because i feel this way this has to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 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 some deep stuff like the I same space like in relationships I feel like I don't it's cuz I don't want to be a nagging bitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes I just need to let you know how I feel but I feel like you're going to equate that to being a nagging bitch. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like I know I'm not her but like I I don't know how to express my feelings also maybe in a way that don't sound like her. a nagging mm-hmm. bitch. How do you not sound like
0: a nagging bitch? Like, <laughs> I, hey, I need
2: to yeah.
1: okay. <laughs> But not, you know what I mean? Like coming I to this one space of yeah. saying, I
2: feel this way and feeling <laughs> comfort. Uh-huh. And then being able to have that conversation about that. Because sometimes it's deeper than what it is on the surface. Yes. And that's yeah. what we really came to realize, that it was just a lot of stuff that we didn't even realize that we had learned, mm-hmm. that we had to unlearn. Mm-hmm. And those space, that space, that those conversations gave us the chance to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
1: dope. Yeah. yeah, That's hella dope. Well, y'all going to get to meet Jalen on the next episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah.
0: So what are there, like, are there any other practices that you guys have done? I've learned not to react so quickly, not to anger so quickly. Like, I had to love myself enough to not Be allow you to provoke these emotions that's going to make me do something to you or curse you out <laughs> So and go to do jail. Do something to you. So I'm going to check myself. I love mm-hmm. me. I love God, and um, yeah, I'm a fallback, and I'm not gonna punch you.
2: My little brother used to say, <laughs> "Check yourself before you wreck yourself." Yes, mm. that's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about the idea of like self love and God? Do those interact to mm-hmm. you? And if, if mm-hmm. so, how does that? What does that? What does that look like?
0: I think before you can say that you love God, you have to love yourself first. You can't love Some people may think of it reversed, like you have to love God, then you love yourself. But in order for you to know what that love looks like and really know what that is, you have to love yourself first before you can love anybody, including God. So, yeah. I think that goes off of
1: like what um, Jasmine was saying on our You Can't Take Everybody With You episode, the idea that the divine is within. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. So
1: like the idea of if, if you're loving yourself, that's... Connect like that's yeah. how you get loving. to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: absolutely, ma'am. Yeah. It's definitely it's it's an extension of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I know we we've talked a
1: little about about self love and how that interacts with others, but like, how does this whole self love process interact with like your career and your financial health? Because I think that's the thing as women. Like, um, one thing I like I was taught, you know, as my career progresses that. Um, or share kind of some data around just women. I wish I would have put some stats on this. I'll have to post them, but uh, about women in like negotiation of salary mm-hmm. and how we don't ask mm-hmm. and how like we don't counter mm-hmm. and the, the idea of like, and I think that to me, that is in, a, that is in direct connection with your self-love mm-hmm. because it's in direct connection with you recognize all of your completeness and your wholeness and your to to quantify it mm-hmm. in this process because Anybody could throw some number at you, and you say, "Okay, that's what I'm worth right now, mm-hmm. or that's what I'll accept, that's what I that, mm-hmm. that's what I shall earn for doing this." With the idea of you understanding the completeness of saying, "Like, no, I'm not. That's not good for me," and not feeling apologetic mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I like I'm a recruiter. I hear people say very interesting things, and especially women, I hear us be very apologetic about a lot of things in that process. And it's just like, you know your talent, you know your gifts. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a, 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 a range of idea of what that could be. But you are the best person to tell you're, me that. You're
0: best mm-hmm. advocate. And then I can mm-hmm.
1: show you what I can do with your request mm-hmm. based off of my resources. Mm-hmm.
0: I... Wait, what was the question?
1: So I don't think I got to the oh, question. Okay. So <laughs> in, in, in that sense... <laughs> In that sense, that's how you know somebody's trying to buy some time. Um, try to read a note real quick. <laughs> what are you most proud of in your career? Because I want us to start a different initiative rather than saying, like, what well, we need to work on. What are you most proud of in your career?
0: Hmm. I would say I'm most proud of... I haven't stopped. Like, I've been, in a way, consistent with it. Like, my... My love for what I do as an esthetician and making women feel beautiful and making them see themselves, whether it is external, in a certain way that they've never seen themselves. Like I just did a lady today, older older black lady, she never, she hasn't worn makeup in 20 years. Oh, wow. So when she's seen herself, she was going on a date. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when she's seen herself, she's like, oh my gosh, like I haven't looked like this. I haven't cared about myself. I've been taking care of my grandkids and Uh I haven't been able to like love on me and, you know, and get myself ready. So that, that to me means everything to me that I can, that I can show a woman that you know, you, you still got it. Yeah. And no I think the idea, even just like your
1: career, like in dealing with the makeup industry, I think there's a lot of weird shit with self-love. Like if you wear you wear a whole bunch of makeup, you don't love yourself. If you wear a wig, you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not it at all. I think those are things that you can use creatively to express yourself, to connect further, to enhance. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the whole idea, like she, she that meant something to her. And mm-hmm. I think that's fucking valid. Yeah whether she wears makeup again in 20 years or not, like, the fact that she felt what she felt in that moment mm-hmm. about herself that reconnected her to her completeness... Mm, yeah. ...was fucking valid. Yeah.
3: Um, I feel like in my career, like, when I definitely... Um, didn't have as much self-love. I wasn't really focused on it. I felt like like a worker bee. Like, you Mm. know, I was just there kind of being a robot, clock in, Mm. clock out. You know, not really getting anything out of the opportunity that I had. Uh, But I think once I kind of tapped into that and kind of realized what I was more passionate about and really committed to, like, learning who I am and what I want and, and, you know, that is a part of self-love, I think I was really able to kind of focus and... Um, I got a promotion last year. So, you know. Congratulations. So, so, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I really, like, if somebody would have asked me three years ago, would I be at the company that I'm at, doing the job that mm-hmm. I'm at, I would have been, like, never even thought I was qualified. Like, yeah. so yeah. it was just, like really kind of being confident in myself and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just really tapping into, like, really getting something out of every moment. Like, don't just be sitting there. You can really get something Mm -hmm. out of, you know, just really working, Mm -hmm. like, and Mm -hmm. showing yourself um, was another big thing was, like, I don't have to fit into a cookie-cutter image. Yeah, because I do work in a corporate Mm -hmm. office. Mm So, um and I think that what set me apart and why I did get my promotions is because of who I am and mm-hmm. I wasn't a part of a certain mold mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, that really kind of mm-hmm. set me apart in that way. So um, yeah, definitely connected there. I
2: feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just starting my career and I just had a meeting with my boss the other day, kind of just letting her know the path that I want to go on and I've always been the kind of person where I'm, I'm very assertive, especially about what I want and what mm. I want to do. I'm just like, this is where we need to get. What can you do to help me get there? Mm-hmm. And we just have that conversation and just being able to sit there and be like, this is once again, this is what I need. And what do I need to do to get me there? And just laying those steps down mm. yeah. is really important. And yeah.
0: That's dope. I don't think people realize like when you love yourself and when you go out into the world, sh- displaying this self love to me like my husband always says I'm prancing around but I'm prancing because like I'm in my own mind like I love me and I feel like when like for example somebody's looking at you crazy when you're out and about like I love myself so much. I'm a smile at you, sis, because mm-hmm. yeah. I want you to sh- to feel this love, mm-hmm. you know? And ever since I started doing that, like, you just feel so much lighter in the world. Mm-hmm. You just feel mm-hmm. like you just come That's into real. a room and you can have a conversation with Joe Schmo mm-hmm. about his day, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And y'all and just have you a connection. You're not bothered by you can, it. You can, like, yeah. you can, and you actually
1: t- mm-hmm. value it. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And your yeah. outlook and your attitude. Yes, this it, is changes. So much. yes. It, just,
3: it changes. It just changes everything, mm-hmm.
1: everything. Yeah. I think for me, one thing that I'm most proud of in my career is that I've been able to create spaces for other people to be proud of their career.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I, that's something I truly value because that's something I'm very passionate about is creating opportunities for other people. Um, and I think in the process of me doing that, I was able to find that confidence that my career path, I've, even when I don't know what I doing, I've never felt that I'm not going to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just because I've always had people speak such life into me mm-hmm. um, that I know like my career space, that's a space that I'm very confident in because I'm I'm I work
2: mm-hmm. like I put in
1: the work like I just mm-hmm. do. Um, but I think I also look at at my career as a as, as a learning my lifelong education plan. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever feel like. If I'm doing something above and beyond, like it's never above and beyond because it's putting me in a space to learn something new Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's putting me in a space to be around another set of people. Mm -hmm. And so because I've been able to do that, I've been able to also bring people with me. And that's something that I, I value because I don't believe to me, success is not just me being in a space it's me being able to create a space for everybody to be great and everybody to reach their potential and everybody to to realize that they have a value in life and they have a calling and they have a gift and being able to figure out how to manifest it Mm -hmm. that's something that I value so I think my direct career career path like my actual role does that um, specifically but just even how I move through my company and how I try to look in a room and figure out what voice is missing and find see if I can find that voice to plug that that's something that is uh, something I'm very proud of yeah something i'm most insecure about in my career um that would be um i think sometimes it can be unsettling i don't even think it's like there's something i'm insecure about in my career i think sometimes it's just the anxiety around like where am i really going to be in 5 years yeah. mm-hmm. because i'm so open and i'm so mm-hmm. fluid like i don't have right. to know but sometimes it's like it would be like nice yeah, be to have to kind of know yeah. <laughs> like a <laughs>
3: clearer <laughs> picture like yeah. Yeah, right, like
2: maybe just <laughs> a little sneak peek yeah. <laughs>
1: about you what would you guys say that you you're most insecure about in your position
0: I would say that as well just the unknowingness especially as an entrepreneur like okay well (laughs) am I going to get some clients or (laughs) (laughs) but I just have faith like God is always providing like he's never let me down like Mm -hmm. he's going to provide you can't worry and pray at the same time so I believe he's going to provide he always has and everything is, is worked out. is working out. So I'm just trusting this process and just going through it. Hmm. So what about, like, your, your financial health? I know, Yvonne, you mentioned that earlier.
1: And that seems to be a component of your self-love that you're working to manifest this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for everybody else, is that is financial health a component of your yes. self-love? Yes. And, is. you know, how does that, what you're taught about your value reflect in your financial health?
2: Hmm. I think... For me, because I've made it such a priority is that for so long I felt like I was always chasing my bills. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this one's coming up. Like, you really just go in like paycheck to paycheck, and part of that is like taking away that aspect of worry from that, so that I can focus on something else, right. and that all my energy isn't put into paying the next bill mm-hmm. or just doing right. the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be looking like three, four next ahead. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, like
3: if she said, I don't want that, that worry. Like, I don't want to yeah. live like that. I don't like th- having that feeling. So def- definitely some stability, I think, is a part of, like,
0: loving yeah. myself because that's something that would make me happy. Yeah. My thing is, like, I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy, like, makeup and lashes and stuff. So, like, people that, you know, you know, you're cool with, you know, you kind of have to, well, this is my business so I have to <laughs> charge me. you you know like yeah. Jay-Z said my advice is just don't be too nice to niggas and set your price my nigga live your life my nigga like <laughs> set your price and then this is what it is if you know you don't mm-hmm. like it then I'm not the person for you I hope you find <laughs> someone that fits your budget um, but it's hard don't be in there with the backlashes, y'all because
1: invest in yourself as well
3: okay <laughs> and I don't invest think it's fair for, for you yourself. to ask if that's a service mm-hmm. that somebody's providing it's not fair for yeah. you to ask them to have it for free I, like yeah. it's not if yeah. that's
0: true, like I struggle with that. It's like I, I enjoy I enjoy this so much, but at the end of the day, this is my business exactly. and I want you to respect me as a business woman. So mm-hmm. if I charge you the, the low low, you're not gonna you're gonna look at it like, oh shit, she la Homie just did my lashes for but, but nothing. And also if you're gonna do
1: that, you better have a barter. I believe in the power yeah, of barter. Like, I you know, believe something. in that. That's yeah. real. But yeah, I I would him. you cause you know, it's it could go all ways, yeah. but you gotta yeah. be able yeah. to Yeah. To put, bring, contribute.
0: Bring, contribute something, yeah. yes. What's your contribution? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody raise your contribution <laughs> in the collection Put in the collection
3: plate.
1: Put it in the collection <laughs> plate. <laughs> <play. laughs> All right, so uh, we on to the last call here. So uh, just anything that any, you know, I have a question, and then you can also feel free to add anything else that you'd like to uh, share about, like, the idea of the 20-something, like, what, you know, if there's something that we can't leave this room without you saying about this, but the question is, what piece of advice would you lend to all other 20-somethings tuned in?
3: I would say, don't waste your own time. Mm. Everything that you do has a consequence. You're making mm-hmm. choices. That's right. The real. things don't just happen to you, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, the... Mm-hmm. You have to participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are a participant in those things. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely don't waste your time and
2: That's go true. get it. That's real. Yeah. I would say fail early and fail often. Mm-hmm. Because those failures, especially in your 20s, like, that's when you're figuring everything out. That's when you're just trying to understand, like, that's like, your, you a birth, hall you're a baby pass, adult. Right, exactly. you're a baby mm-hmm. adult. You're a baby <laughs> adult. Like, you really just, like, that, like, 18, like, at, once you get into your 20s, and even just now, like, now at 22, like, I still feel like a baby all the time. And Girl just... me
3: There <laughs> she go. <laughs>
1: Mm, We got to have Mimi sit on the couch and be okay with this. You complete, Mimi. At 29 years, you are complete.
0: I'm not done yet.
2: (laughs) And just fail early and fail often because those failures are going to teach you something that you're going to need in your next step. Absolutely.
0: I would say trust your process. Um, Your process is not going to look like anyone else's. So just stay on your journey, stay on your path. And don't compare your life to anyone else. Anyone else's is yours.
1: Um, I think, you know, for me, what it would be, this is to a very specific demographic of the 20 somethings listening, um, but those who are very hard uh, and very shelled and do not like to express their emotions or really are are very caring but don't necessarily are are prideful. Those, my my other 20 somethings. Did you just describe
0: yourself? Yes, I
1: am. (laughs) I did on purpose. <laughs> I said it was very specific to who this was going to. I just <laughs> want to make sure you're talking. Solar
0: T Sola talking
1: to <laughs> solar T's. Okay? Uh, it's to feel. When you feel upset, feel it. When you feel sad, feel it. When you feel exhausted, feel it. Um, and feel it to you, to understand it, and then you start to make actions. Uh, that are healthy off of those feelings and set boundaries that are healthy off of those feelings. Mm. I think if I allowed myself to feel a lot earlier in my 20s, uh, a lot of things that happened to me in 2017, I felt like I would have been able to um, cope with them or or heal from them in a very different and more efficient process. Um, But it's all a learning lesson, right? So you're you're always grateful. But feel, I think that's something I was not told to do when I was younger, and that's mm-hmm. something that I encourage everybody to do but especially to those who are prideful because really that pride is just you not wanting to connect with your fee- with your feelings mm-hmm. and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's stopping you from being able to be your complete self.
2: Mm. So, I've never thought of pride that way. Mm. Mm. Like you stopping yourself from connecting oh, with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. I that's don't really want to feel that way.
1: I don't want to yeah. feel this for you, so mm-hmm. I'm stopping that. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to... You're not going to go there. I'm not going to... No. That's, that's what it is. Because I don't... It's it's a disconnect, A intentional disconnect. from now. I don't want that.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't want to feel vulnerable. I don't want to feel whatever it is. Hmm. So as you know, we pray with Ray Ray.
0: Hey, Ray
1: Ray. Um, so this week, uh, if you don't know what Ray Ray is, I'm not going to tell you right now. You're going to have to go to our website, www.getongaudly.com and Mimi don't say <laughs> shit about me saying <laughs> www. Okay? I like to say it. Yeah. <laughs> WWW. Shut up. Um, But this week, uh, we are on the second R, which is resilience. And that's the ability uh, of a substance or an object to spring back into shape, uh, elasticity. And I think that that just fits so well with the idea of self love and understanding that you're going to move and you may be elastic, you may be stretched at times, sometimes you may be a little bit more taut. um, But Ooh, it's about taught. the taught. I haven't heard that in school, <laughs> so the it's it's really about that. So I, I I suggest that you know going into this week that you really focus on your meditation and your prayers on resilience. What are ways that you can be more resilient in your life? What are that? Where do the pride again? I say right there, resiliency is the the defeat of pride. If understanding that I can go there and I can also come back to a healthier space, I don't have to stay in whatever mm-hmm. feeling I'm trying to avoid, mm-hmm. but I can I can move through that. So. You know, we thank you, Yvonne and Zakia for joining us. Thank you, Queens. Thank you, Queens. Say bye to the people. Bye. Bye, Bye, people. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Ghetto and Godly. Thank you, guys.